My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's the 15th of May. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. The Albanese government is set to approve its first new coal mine since taking power. The news comes just a week after Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek cancelled two coal projects after their applications lapsed. So where's this government at with fossil fuel projects and what's its plan moving forward? We're going to let you know in the deep dive. But first, the headlines. Up to half a million people have been evacuated from the world's largest refugee camp in eastern Bangladesh because of a cyclone destined for the region. Cyclone Mokka has already passed through parts of neighbouring Myanmar, with the UN warning it could be the worst cyclone in the region since 2010. Virgin Australia passengers will now be able to track their baggage under a new trial program rolled out this month. The tracking system is the first to be introduced by an Australian airline and began on flights between Sydney and Brizzy on Thursday. It will send push notifications to customers when their baggage has been received after check-in and once it's at its destination, and it's set to be expanded to all major Australian cities by the middle of the year. Sweden has taken out the 67th Eurovision Song Contest with singer-songwriter Loreen winning the title for the second time. That makes her only the second person and the first woman to win Eurovision twice. Finland and Israel rounded out the top three with Australian entrance Voyager finishing in ninth place. And some Monday good news for you. Wind was the highest used energy source in the UK during the first three months of the year, according to new data. It's the first time wind has provided the greatest share of energy in any UK quarter period. It was part of a renewable energy portfolio that made up 40% of the UK's electricity generation from January to March. We heard last week that the federal government was set to approve its first coal mine since it was elected. That is big news, especially because climate was like the topic at the last election and Labor came out with a stronger climate policy, uh, but didn't go as far as saying that it wouldn't approve new coal mines. So tell me about this project that was approved. So it's the Isaac River coal mine in Queensland's Bowen Basin, and it's expected to produce about 500,000 tonnes of what's called metallurgical coal for five years. And what does that mean? Metallurgical coal, or coking coal, is typically Sounds like an easier way to say it. Yeah, let's call it coking coal. It's typically used to make steel as opposed to being burnt for electricity. Why was that project approved? Well, essentially, the government describes the project as a small mine in an active mining precinct. They say it's 1% of the size of the Adani coal mine, which was controversial. Highly. And they say this mine will only operate for five years. And one of the reasons the government says that this mine was approved is that there was no objections to it. When a new project is referred to the minister, there's this 10-day period where the public are invited to comment. And what the government says is that they received no submissions in that period about the project from environmental groups. But environmental groups have criticised the project since it has been approved. A spokesperson for the Environment Minister, Tanya Plibersek, said the government has to make these decisions based on facts and national environment law. 
So you referred there to the fact that a project has to be referred to the minister, who in this case is Tanya Plibersek. It is a very complicated process, I found. I mean, even editing pieces that we put up about coal mines and the approval process continues to confuse me. Mm. Can you talk me through currently what powers does the minister have to make these kinds of decisions, to approve or to reject or to stop something from happening? So at the moment, Tanya Plibersek has this power to evaluate projects on the basis of their environmental impact. So the minister does not consider the likely climate impact of a proposal, but rather what environmental impact means is things like biodiversity concerns, such as damage to a species or habitat. Now, last year, Tanya Plibersek became the first environment minister to reject a coal mine under these powers, and that one was Clive Palmer's Central Queensland Coal Project. So in that situation, Tanya Plibersek actively rejected the proposal from Clive Palmer's company. But then last week there was this situation and it was funny to watch how other news outlets were reporting it because I think language is very important here. Tanya Plibersek cancelled two applications for other projects, but she didn't necessarily reject them, right? Yeah, so those were two coal mines in Queensland, the Range Coal Mine and the China Stone Coal Mine. Now that second mine I mentioned would have produced almost as much coal as the controversial Adani Coal Mine. And in both cases, what happened was the government asked for more information about how the mines would impact their local environment, but both mines failed to provide that information, and that gave Tanya Plibersek the power to cancel the applications. As you said, Zara, it's not the same as a formal rejection, but it puts the mines in a situation where further proposals are now quite unlikely to move forward. Sure, but it is more of a procedural matter than it is necessarily, I don't want to say ideological, but more than it is an active move from Tanya Plibersek. We've spoken on this pod before about some of the criticisms that have been levelled against the legislation that the minister, who again in this case is Tanya Plibersek, uses to make these decisions. Has anything changed? So that power comes from an act called the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act. Mm, Quite the mouth. And I know how much you love acronyms, are, so let's call it the EPBC Act. Now, in 2020, there was a major independent review of the EPBC Act, which is the legislation in question here. And the review found that the legislation was outdated and it needed some fundamental reform and it recommended a new set of standards. Now, in response to that, a couple of years later, in December of last year, the government announced some plans to create an environment protection agency to enforce Australia's existing environment protection laws. The criticism has been that the legislation that the minister has the powers to approve or reject these mines, she doesn't have to specifically consider climate impacts. Is this new agency going to consider climate impacts? We're a bit short on detail about what this new agency will and won't be able to do, but there has been a big development in this space since we last spoke in the form of the government's emissions reduction bill. Now, as you might remember in that situation, some negotiations with the Greens by the government resulted in a total cap on emissions. And that was the negotiated change to the safeguard mechanism. Yeah, and the Greens wanted the government to rule out all new gas and coal projects, which the government refused to do. And instead, they agreed on this total cap for new emissions. And what's going to happen if the total cap is exceeded is the climate change minister, Chris Bowen, will be required to tighten the rules on businesses to ensure that it's met in the future. If we take a step back, 
The government's major climate policy at a high level is that they've committed to a target to reduce emissions to 43% below 2005 levels by 2030. That was the big election promise. That was the climate change policy that was passed through. But on the other hand, they are approving new coal projects. How are they planning to get there to that target with new coal projects being approved in the meantime? So the government claims that Australia is on track to build an 82% renewable grid by 2030. But I do think it's worth noting that all of this comes in the context of the latest IPCC report finding that the world's emissions reductions policies don't go far enough and that we're on track for 3.2 degrees warming by the year 2100. Now that's more than double the increase scientists say will lead to a severe impact from warming. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.